was um, doing daily meditation and First Corinthians came up. And this is the Apostle Paul uh, talking, uh, writing to the uh, Corinthian church. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. And the Lord said, oh, there you go. Jesus. Jesus crucified. And I want to sing, yeah, Lord, it's like one of my students uh, raising up his hand when I ask a question and, and they would say, sir, I know what's the answer. Yes, Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Yeah, but what aspect, Lord? So throughout the, uh, the week, it's been brewing. Uh, fellow elders, and I thank you very much for praying with me, right? Uh, they would always check up on me, say, Ernie, have you got your message? Say, yes, it's, it's about Jesus. Yeah. And this morning, it, it became clearer. If we could uh, go to the next slide. Thanks, Dean. Okay. This is uh, when Jesus was still on earth. And... When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do the people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, you know, some say that John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And Jesus said, Wait, okay, what about you? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And today, my brothers and sisters, I bring to you this message of Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, Yeshua HaMashiach. Ah. So Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Okay, just a bit of teaching. Um, Messiah. Um, it denotes, if we go to the, uh, the next slide, especially in our Jewish tradition, an expected or longed for Savior. The uh, Hebrew word Mashiach means anointed. In Greek, Christos. Anointed, that's where we get Jesus Christ. In Jewish history, the anointed ones were either kings or priests, with one exception, this fabulous person named Melchizedek, who, on the next slide, please, yeah, who was both king and priest. In Genesis, it says Melchizedek was a king of Salem, Salem, which is peace. He brought out bread and wine. He was priest also of God, Most High, and he blessed Abraham 
It's even before Abraham got the promise, right? Saying, Blessed be Abraham by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High who delivered your enemies into your hands. Then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. Next one, please. In Hebrews, the author talks about Melchizedek. He was the king of Salem and priest of God Most High. He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. That's the Genesis one. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, the name Melchizedek means king of righteousness. Then also king of Salem, which means king of peace. Without father or mother, wow. Without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. Can we have the next one? Thank you. And in the Psalms, it talks about a prophecy about the coming Messiah. He says that the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You, the future Messiah, are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Next one, please. So when we're talking about Messiah here, the idea is that God likes to intervene in history by sending a savior. In Israel, they took the form of your judges and your kings and the priests. They were anointed with oil, right? And their purpose was threefold. One, deliver their people from enemies, bring about justice or righteousness, and bring about peace. Now, this is Jesus' first recorded sermon, right? Not sure whether he spoke to anyone else before this, but definitely when he goes to uh, um, a synagogue, this is the narrative. Says he, Jesus went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the pro- prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Uh, At this point, I just want, uh, I think, Spirit, just want to remind you look, you have this Spirit, brothers and sisters. You have the Spirit of the Lord on you. Because you have been anointed with oil to proclaim His good news to the poor. He has sent you to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Don't even let the enemy try to steal this anointing, this promise on you. This is yours. This anointing, this This uh, characteristic of the Lord. Again, the DNA flows through you. Then Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Okay, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So good. That's it. And just sat down. I wish 
my message was just that short. I'll just read a scripture. Okay. Today, this has been fulfilled in your hearing. Josh, you can take over now. Oh, the band, can you please come up? And <laughs> Not quite. Uh, now, what was the response to, um, to uh, Jesus' uh, words? All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. And then they started asking, hang on, this one is Joseph's son, right? Uh, Jesus said to them, surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself and you will tell me. Do here in your hometown, Nazareth, what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. So you know we heard about your magic tricks, right? But can you do it here so just demonstrate? Truly, I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. And that's why maybe it's more nerve-wracking speaking to my live family compared to speaking in Cambodia when during mission trips. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time, and when the sky was shut for three and a half years, and there was a severe famine throughout the land, um, yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath. This widow is uh, a region of Sidon as well. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. So all the people were furious. Why were they furious? Because this example, the two examples of the people who got God's blessing, right? The widow of Zarephath and Naaman the Syrian, they were not Jews. They were not Hebrew people. Wait, hang on. The Hebrew people are supposed to be the chosen ones, right? Promised people. And yet, God chose people from outside to bring the blessing. It's amazing. So all the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. Hey, what are you saying, man? Yeah, that we don't, we're not the people of promise. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. They wanted to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Amazing. Uh, one of the things that I that the Lord has uh, opened up uh, for me to uh, be part of a ministry, right, is um, to be part of this group called the uh, Street Chaplains. And it's a, it's a wonderful group, right? If you want to find out more about it, you can go online or you can speak to me later on. But the thing is, um, we, the street chaplains go out to uh, happening places. Say happening place like um, Northbridge in Perth, Fremantle, Jindalup. Uh, during certain times of the evening when people are enjoying themselves, okay? And we're just there. The... Um, the ministry is about being um, a good Samaritan. It's not to tell people, hey, you're going to hell, man. You just came out of the rapture. Rapture is a club in Northbridge, okay? <laughs> you're going to miss the rapture. No, no, they're not going to do that. Yep, right. And let's not even talk about the rainbow clubs there. No, no, we, that's not our aim at all, okay? Our aim is to be there uh, like a good Samaritan if people need help. Then we're there, provide first aid. Uh, people need to, need, need to talk. Um, we, we talk to them. So um, one, of the, um, one of the times when I was at 
doing street chaplaincy in Northbridge, uh, outside the Rapture nightclub. This bouncer, two bouncers, literally threw, <laughs> threw this guy out. Uh, if you've seen those cartoons, uh, it's kind of like that, but it's more bloody. And the guy stood up. I think he was really on to, with, yeah. And uh, he wanted to continue fighting with the, um, the bouncers. And I was just thinking, Lord, this should have led us somewhere else. But anyway, um, he was <laughs> right in front of me. What should I do? He gets up again, and I just uh, quickly walk. Okay, one of the tricks to dealing with drunk people, okay, is you need to distract them. So I was walking with him. He said, hey, mate, something, I think your shirt's uh, torn. I said, yeah, yeah, it's torn, yeah. Oh, it seems like there's uh, some blood hap happening there, you know. It do you want us to go and have a look at your, um, look at you? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's some blood here coming out from your head as well. I said, yeah, right, okay. So we sit him down, and then he was like, and he calmed down, and and he said, uh, "Oh, why are you doing this? Because you're hurt. Easy. Because you're hurt." And then he started to cry. Then he gets up again. After he's been treated goes to another club and starts to annoy the other bouncers. <laughs> At that stage, the police had come. Then there's this uh, couple of uh, probably teenage girls. They look young and in Fremantle. And they, would, they were sitting on this crate, you know, those milk crates. I just realized that um, the milk crate is a symbol of, look, I'm available, you know. And my um, <coughs> co-chaplain, she's a great lady, she started talking to them and then just asked, you know, uh, did you want, are you thinking of going home or something? And they said, no, 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 we're just, we're okay. And then after that, two guys come out of the shadows and say, oh, are they disturbing you, these people? And say, no, 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 we're good. And started talking to them. And and um, the my 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 fellow chaplain just said, are you sure you don't want to go home? Right? And they look at her. Say, no, it's, we're good. This is where we belong. I mean, I get it, you know. Um, Some things really uh, prevent us from accepting uh, help. Um, in the case of the two girls, they're looking for acceptance. I mean, I mean, from for myself, right? I, I, um, my, I have a stepfather in Singapore, so he's Chinese. And um, I remember time when uh, his friends were around and and they were just having a party and all that. And one of his friends said, hey, who's, who's this guy? You know? And my father said in Mandarin, 
他是我的儿子，which means he's my son。And I was like, wow, acceptance. That's just wow. So I know that seeking of acceptance is very close to our hearts. Unfortunately, for these two girls, don't think it's going to end up well because they're seeking acceptance from those two guys who are clearly taking advantage of them. Now, for the um, what about that that fellow who we had the privilege of treating his wounds? Right, he started to cry. Okay, because I think someone actually cared that he got hurt. All this while, he was just trying to prove that his he is his own guy. That he can do things on his own. If we could just go to the next, yep. So. Thanks, but I can do it on my own. I need to be accepted and approved, no matter what. And then you have the poor people, uh, the homeless people, on the streets. Uh, by the time we start our shift, which is eleven eleven o'clock, we still see homeless people, but. Those people on the streets at that time, it was already their choice to stay on the streets, because throughout the day you'll have social workers coming over, saying, "Look, we have this shelter, that shelter, right?" But they've chosen, they've reached a point in their lives to say, "Nah, um, it's too late for me." Yeah, too late, literally, because you they miss the uh, help in the afternoon, or I'm beyond repair. What did the Lord come to do? If you could just go to the next one, I mean the previous one, sorry. Spirit of the Lord is on me, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, those who are oppressed with drugs and addiction, recovery of sight for the blind who think that they have no hope, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The year of the Lord's favor is this. God made Christ, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. He has accepted you. He has accepted us. He's made a way. The song, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Our God. That is who you are. You are our anointed one, our anointed savior, our Yeshua Hamashiach. So today, 
I don't know where you've, um, I don't know how your weeks are panned out, right? But the Lord is calling out to you. If you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, He's, he's telling you, I am, I have become your salvation. I have taken your sin from you. And in exchange, I made you righteous in me. If you are struggling with an addiction, if you are struggling with anxiety, if you think you can do it on your own, if you think, no, I still need to be accepted, I still need to be a part of this group, right? Or if you think that, you know, I think it might be too late for me, I've exhausted God's grace. Lie. That is the lies of the enemy. One of my favorite posters is, uh, when I was in high school, is this uh, picture of Jesus. Uh, it says, you know, I asked Jesus, how much do you love me? And Jesus answered, uh, and Jesus stretched out his arms and died. That's how much he loves you. 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 He was willing to sacrifice his life so that you can have the righteousness of God. Messiah, the anointed one who came to rescue you from your enemies. Not just people, many enemies, spiritual enemies, addiction, oppression. The Messiah who came to make you righteous. The Messiah who came to give you shalom, peace, that no other being or thing can give. If you could have the band up, please. Um, I actually cheated and looked at the song sheet. So this, yeah, if you go to, go to the next, um, this particular um, verse actually stood up, stood out for me in uh, song number three. And I know I don't deserve this kind of love. But somehow this kind of love is who you are. It's a grace I could never add up to be somebody that you still want. But somehow, Lord, you love me as you found me. So the call is out there. Son, daughter, come home. Let me restore you. Let me heal you. Let me be your salvation. Let me fill you with my peace. 
And let me transform you from glory to glory. I love you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. Follow us on Instagram at The Live Church or on Facebook at Live Church Perth. That will give you all the up-to-date information about what's happening in the life of our church. Thanks again for listening. God bless.